How's it going, everyone? It's your boy, John Morrison, and this is the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media and Promotions. Guys, this week on the program, we have Keelan Wallace joining us. Keelan is a uh, mini stock racer out of Flamborough Speedway. Uh, she's been there about five years now. Um, we talked about how she got into racing, her, how her career has been going, and uh, some more. She also took some time and answered our fan questions. So make sure you guys check that out a little bit later in the show. Before we jump into our episode, you are going to have a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Jomo Medium Promotions. So guys, sit back, relax, and let's go racing. All right, everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Medium Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, and year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Media. Alright guys, just before we jump into this week's episode of the True North Racing Podcast, I have a little bit of breaking news for you guys. That is correct. Breaking news right here on the show. The driver of the number 18, Young Drivers Canadian Vincent Modifieds, Jared Morphy, has joined the Jomo Media team in 2021. Uh, guys, you'll see jo- uh, Jared um, uh, through some uh, video clips I'll make up. And uh, some write-ups I'll be doing on through the Jumbo Media Facebook and Instagram pages throughout the year. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel, so if you guys want to, I'll leave a dis- uh, leave a link in the description for it. He, uh, uh, I met him about a year ago. He races uh, hard. He's raced a lot of, lot of things. Um, we welcome him back to the CVMs in 2021, as well as we welcome him as a new member of the Jomo Media team in 2021 uh you guys will see some write-outs pictures videos um throughout the year we hope so you guys can keep track of his racing career in 2021 so <clears throat> once again welcome jared to the team in 2021 uh we wish you nothing but the best success in in, in this going forward in this year uh so guys that does it for me this week we are gonna he- jump right into our interview with caitlin wallace all right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, with me, I have Caitlin Wallace. Caitlin, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, how's uh, how's your off-season going? It's been going. Yeah. Um, we've been more so tinkering with my truck than we've been touching race cars, but... <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, it's fun. It's a good learning experience for me. Yeah, but what kind of truck are you working on? Uh, it's an 81 F-150. Okay, nice. Um, so you've been, how long have you been racing for? Um, this will be my fifth year, I think. Okay. And they've all I, been in the mini stock class or have you been jumping? No, it's all been in mini stock class. Okay. And what kind of car do you drive? Um, I got a Ford Mustang. Okay. And your number is 45 i believe yeah <laughs> okay i always mess up with that because I, I, I remember 45 and 46 there so it's uh i always for, forget which one it is um talk us through how you ended up getting into racing well um my dad raced many many years ago 
and my mom's whole family raced as well so it's been in my family um I didn't really grow up around it but my mom's one brother his uh son's Hudson Carson Nagy yep um they got into go-karting and so we'd watch them a little bit and then they started doing stock car racing and so we'd watch them a little bit but I still I wasn't really involved in it and then uh 2016 they moved up and both of them moved up in divisions and so my dad ended up working out a deal with my uncle and their mini stock ended up in my shop so nice (laughs) yeah how did that first year go for you it actually went really well um it probably went a lot better than it should have for a rookie year because it kind of set a bar really high but what was your what, what was that bar then um Originally going into it, I just wanted to like get the experience of driving the race car because I I hadn't driven a go-kart or anything like I was fresh for this. So um, I just wanted to learn the ropes and everything, but I ended up doing consistently pretty good. And so it just set a really high bar for the next few seasons, which kind of sucked. But at the same time, it's just really impressive for myself confidently. Where did you end up in points in your first year? I believe I finished sixth. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was for, for a rookie fresh, it. like that's that's really good. <laughs> yeah. And that was all that Flambro, correct? Yeah. So like even at Flambro, that is that uh, to me that's one of the tougher uh rowdier mini stock class uh, uh yeah. group of guys there and to still come away with like a sixth place in points, that's that's still impressive. Yeah, I, I was very happy with it. Did you ever miss a night or anything or? No, I was there every night. Okay. I think that's what helped me the most. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as long as you finish your races and you show up every night, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, If I remember correctly, I want to say it was your car. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I believe on the license plate of your mini stock, it said um, uh, X's money or something like that. Yeah, that was okay. my first year. <laughs> why? I got I got to ask why because I saw the card. I'm like, okay, that's really weird, and I didn't know who it belonged to. And once I got some pieces figured out, I was like, okay, that was your car. And I'm like, what? I have to know what? Why was the license plate like that? So that was mainly my dad. Um, okay. It was. It's always his joke with um stuff he has it's always excess money so we uh for I think it was his 50th birthday my mom got him a 66 Mustang okay and so that was the license plate and so when he built we redid the Mustang he put it on without me knowing so I was kind of stuck with it (laughs) but (laughs) yeah it's my dad okay no I saw that and I just thought that was uh absolutely priceless to have on it (laughs) yeah um so I've, I've seen you around Flambro. I've, I've watched you race uh, numerous times and I got to say, I think for the most part, being one of the only girls in the field, you hold your own pretty well against those guys. I try to, um, what I got, why do you keep coming back year after year? Like I, as a, as a competitor, cause like, I know it can get tough. I know it, you haven't really had, I don't think you've really had a best past couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. No, no. It, it's been a little rough. So to keep coming back, what, what is your motivation to keep coming back? 
Um, a little bit is the fact that I just want to prove to everyone that they can't push me around. Um, yeah. But more so, it's just to keep myself confident and like not letting it beat me down. So I don't want to end it with it being so tough. I want to try and better myself every year and try and keep myself up on it. Nice. So are you going to be racing mini stock in 2021? Um, we don't really know what our plans are for 2021 yet. Okay. I'm hoping to get the Mustang out a lot, but yeah, we're not too sure what we're going to do yet. That was just, I was just about to ask if, if you had your full 2020, as Flamboros, we had just announced their uh, uh, schedule last week. I was kind of curious if you had set your uh, schedule based on that yet or not. Yeah, um, we're hoping to at least get out a few times. Um, yep. We Yeah, we're not too sure on what we're going to do for sure. I don't know if we're going to run a full season or if I'm just going to go out and play around or what. Okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with coming out a couple times, right? It, it's especially with the situation we're currently in. It's a, it's a, it makes it a little tougher, right? Eh? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, you got to Jacasa a couple years ago, correct? Yeah, I did. How was that? It's my favorite track. I, I mean, I only raced it once, but it's definitely my favorite track. And if I'm not mistaken, you tested there as well, correct? Before kind of it really was announced yeah um my uncle's the general manager there yeah so we could get in a few more times um before in i think it was beginning of 2018 um flambros all their practices had rained out and we had just built the brand new mustang for me and so i was gonna go into opening night fresh not knowing how this car drove or anything so my uncle told me that we could take it to Jacasa just so I can get in the car and feel it out at least, which was really nice of him. Nice. And how did those laps turn out for you before coming back to Flambro? Um, well, I mean, we blew the engine at Jacasa when we did the practice oh, before no. opening night, so it didn't go too well, but um, it definitely makes Flambro feel really small. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it... it um, especially with uh, it being, you know, a, like about a five eighths of a mile and then Flamborough being a third, it, it, the size comparing you can, Flamborough can fit on the inside of it. No issues. right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah uh, it's a uh, tiny and tight after racing Jacasa. So with the Mustangs, um, I always hear they're not really a reliable motor. Am mm. I cur- wrong with that? Or no. that's what I hear. I always hear that all the time, but I, I want to hear from a mini stock uh, racer here. Um, well, I mean, I don't know too much about the engines, but uh, <laughs> with my experience with blowing a lot of engines, um, it depends on what you have on like in it. Yeah. And it depends on like, we found that our RPMs really depended on how long the motor is going to last. Um, yeah. Mustangs are also really known to have the rear seal leak a lot with the oil. So that's, annoying our pad always has oil on it yeah um but yeah it just kind of depends on how hard you run it and what's like mechanics are inside of it kind of thing. yeah no i was just kind of curious on that because uh like i said i i heard it it can also ca- cause almost an arm and a leg to really rebuild it after it or oh yeah it's almost like an inline six with the cvms 
Yeah, it's uh, very expensive to fix them. Oh, I bet. Um, so you ended up putting on, uh, sorry, um, so you, how many times did you get out to race in 2020? Two or three times, I think. Okay. I think it was only two. Yeah. I know I, uh, we, on, I think it was the September 5th race. Yeah. I was there with, uh, the CVMs. I don't know if you know, but I, I do the media for the CVMs. Yeah. I watch. You do really good. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so obviously me being there, I've, I get a chance to watch the races and, uh, I can't remember if it was the September 5th one or if it was Oktoberfest. You ended up, uh, you and Chris Pendlebury ended up getting together. I think it was and Reckon, was it uh, not? Or Mike, or I think I'm make, mixing you up with someone else. I think it was Sam Shaw. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah. About. It'd be Frostfest because yeah. I didn't race that race and I watched it. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. No, you didn't wreck this year, did you? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> well, I know you're like you're a solid driver like I I've watched you like you you run your solid laps you're you're very consistent Thank so you. I I I don't know why I was thinking it was you that again. <laughs> I got tangled <laughs> up there that's a, wow I feel like an idiot now um, no. <laughs> uh, so what do you when you're not racing when you're not working on the car and you're not working on your on your truck what do you like to do in your spare time um I like to be with horses Okay. So uh, I work at a farm during the mornings, during the week and everything. So I like to spend time with horses and I have a horse at my house. So I hang out with him a lot. Nice. What's his, like, let, let's, let's let people know. What's his name? <laughs> my horse's name is amusing. That's, is that like amusing as his name? Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I've never, ever heard a name like that for a horse before, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, I've had him for 13 years now. Okay. So um, I got him when I was eight. He was four years old when I first got him. So okay. I've had him for a long time. Yeah, for, for absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, and when you're not, when you're not working and, and whatnot, what else do you like to do? Um, I like to read books. Um, I'm pretty interested in a lot of crime series on Netflix. Uh-oh. All right, guys, you gotta, you gotta watch out. If she's watching crime stuff, that means she knows how to hide your body if you piss her off. You gotta stand her good do. side. <laughs> Wait, I which might is... know a few ways. Oh boy! All right, I'll make sure to stay on your good side then. Uh, no, because I was I I've been getting into a lot more. I've never been one for um, more or less like I get. I'm a big wimp. I will admit, I'm a big big wimp. So like. Lately, I've been ended up watching a really, really weird series, but it's really good. It's on Prime called It Takes a Killer. I've never heard of that. It's, they go, it's, they're th- they would be 30 minute episodes on air and they kind of went, they would go over um, certain aspects of either one-off murders or um, serial killers. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. It's me and my girlfriend, we've gotten into it and it's end up being our nightly show uh when, when we're together so <laughs> i even know with her too like if something was to happen like blame her like go to her first <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but honestly i would uh, it's really corny for the most part yeah they admit, physically are the the because it's the, a lot of dramas dramatizations 
Yeah. And then you kind of, I, we're 40 episodes deep. And oh, like, wow. oh yeah, there's 66 available, 65 available. Oh, wow. Prime. So, uh, there, there, there's like, I remember this one about a DC sniper in uh, 2001 or 2002. And it was they're like a uh, 35 year old so and so. And I'll hear boom, dead. And then, like, they name someone else. And then, oh, no. boom, dead. It's like, <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I put my finger, my hand up, and I go, boom. And I admit, I see, I almost timed it perfectly. So when <laughs> they were saying boom, like, Oh man! Oh, oh yeah, it's it's a funny. I I it's really good and and it's I, I suggest checking it out. So yeah, I'll definitely have to watch it. So kind of going. Uh, we're not going to go talk about anything uh, anything <laughs> like that anymore. Because now I'm now I'm afraid of you. Uh, <laughs> what kind of uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually you know well, let's jump into our um our fan question period. Uh, okay. You've I, I know you've asked a couple questions before to uh, our previous guest Michael Kenny. So you kind of know yeah. how this goes. And he yeah. actually asked a couple questions as well. So of course he did. <laughs> Don't worry, they're nothing bad. So oh thank God. <laughs> so I have uh D underscore wall 15 on Instagram here going, who do you feel was your role model? That would be my mom sending that in. <laughs> oh, is that um, yeah, it's my mom. Okay. Um I think my biggest role model would be my grandpa. Okay. Um, I was never, obviously I was never born and around when he was racing Yep. and sadly he passed away just before I got into racing. So he was never there for me, but, um, I look up to him in many aspects. So he's definitely a big role model for me. Nice. I, hey, that's always good to have a role model, especially as long as it's family. That's, that's important. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, another previous guest, Joey Harriman's asking a question here. He goes, Name one driver you had your best races against. My best races. Um, oh, geez. This is testing my memory that I don't have anymore. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I say one of the people I really enjoy racing against would be Sean Taylor or uh, I think in 2019 i had some pretty good races with tyler lewis as well okay but i mean i really enjoy most of the people that i race against anyways they're pretty good at doing clean hard racing so they keep it interesting that's good um so uh then michael here he goes who has helped you stay in racing (laughs) of course (laughs) um (laughs) The people who have really helped me stay in racing would be my parents, obviously. Um, Michael's helped me a lot. And uh, Wade had helped me a lot, too, before. So between them and my family, they've all kept me racing. Nice. Uh, What has been your worst crash? Oh, boy. 2019, um, about mid-season. During practice, uh, we took the green flag and going into turn one, my engine blew. And so I went full speed into turn one and two wall. And I ended up, I could break enough to get my car sideways. So I didn't head first wall. I kind of pancaked it, but 
Sean Taylor came up behind me and slid in the oil that my engine dropped and he hit the wall and then he slammed right into the back end of my car and so it's definitely the worst wreck I've had I spent four hours in the hospital getting checked out so oh, man and, and yeah. no broken bones no nothing right I was lucky with no broken bones just a very major concussion so with the concussion it obviously sidelined you from racing yeah um I was out the next week just to do one lap to keep perfect attendance yeah um but other than that I was a week and a half off and it also took that long to fix my car too so it worked but yeah wow that's uh that's that's unbelievable at least uh, at least it wasn't it was it wasn't anything too ma- major, right? It, it wasn't broken bones yeah. or anything. So, uh, yeah, I got you're lucky. still one piece. So that's that's good. <laughs> um, and uh, the last question he has is, who's one of your biggest supporters slash fan in racing? Like, I'm gonna assume that someone that I'm a big fan of. Yeah who who's one of your biggest supporters slash fan in racing? Oh, okay. Um. Oh boy. I don't know if this would be classified as like a supporter, but I've had Shane Gallen. He helped me like a lot over the couple of years now. Um, he's really, he, well, he knows my family pretty well, but um, he's taken a lot of time out of his day to help me. Um, and there's John Carley too. He's a really big supporter of me. He helps me a lot. Yeah. Carly, Carly is a really good guy. Yeah, he is. I, I I I'm always happy to kind of be working underneath him with this with the uh with the hobby club. So it's uh it's always fun talking with him and Yeah. It's never a dull moment either. No. <laughs> that's that's the that's the best part, is it? it's never a dull moment with him. <laughs> um so that actually ends ends our uh fan question time. Uh we want to thank all our fans for uh, submitting questions and we have Caitlin answering them, so that's uh it's always fun when that happens, eh? Yeah. Sometimes, uh, you know, it, it, the reason I do this is to help bring, get, get like you guys, like mini stock drivers, um, super stock drivers, whoever I can get really to kind of expand a little bit. Yeah. And to reach out a little bit more. And so each guest that comes on is, is makes it that much more special to help raise awareness for the sport, especially in Southern Ontario. Yeah, good. Their own opinion of it, so it always helps bringing different sides. Exactly. Um, so we talked about twenty twenty one. You have no plans yet, as of right now. As of right now. I was really hoping you would tell us a little that you had some plans uh, for twenty twenty one. So I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you know what? It has been definitely nice getting to know you for the last twenty minutes here, and. It's, uh, you know, it's always a pleasure again to know people because you and I never talked before. We've never, we've never talked until I messaged you asking if you would like to do this podcast. And it's, it's always nice that I get to learn a little bit about each person that comes on. Yeah. You learn stuff that you probably wouldn't know through just seeing them. Exactly. Like I, like I said, I've seen you around the track and I, I know you're always with the Nagys. I didn't know how you were associated with them but I always saw you around them. So I didn't think nothing of it really. And now mm-hmm. I know why now I know how you are. <laughs> so, you know, that's like something like that, that 
it helps me and it and it, it, it teaches people right and that's what I want to do yeah. I want to teach people and help people kind of branch out a little bit right yeah I understand that um yeah I what else do you like so I, I know we're kind of uh, stalling out here a little bit I'm just kind of curious like how we talked about 2020 let's I want to dive back a little bit further. We talked about okay. how you start, how you got started your first year. Um, how close have you been to winning? That's a question I actually want to know. I want to ask that. <laughs> um, would be during the 2019 season. Um, near the end of it, we found the sweet spot in the Mustang and it was just on fire. And so the best finish I've had in the car would be a fourth place. Okay. So that's as close as I've gotten, but. Well, you got to keep grinding for that top spot, right? <laughs> yeah, working on it. Yeah. Well, uh, I had so much planned out tonight and I ended up rushing home tonight. So I kind of forgot half of it on my way home. And I'm kind <laughs> of upset about that. Like I had, I had a few things planned out and I kind of, I'm, I'm upset about that. I'm trying to remember right now. <laughs> But you know, it, it, like I said, it's, it's, you know, actually, here we go. What has, uh, what's attracted you like to ha- actually get, get to, or that you haven't got, that you haven't gotten to, that you want to get to? I really haven't raced anything but Flamborough and Jucasa. So I don't really know any other tracks that well. Um, okay. I also haven't really like traveled to watch races either. I've only went to Peterborough once. Um, I hear that's in 2016. fun. Uh, yeah, it looks like a wreck fest, but it looks fun. <laughs> I hear turn one's pretty bad. No matter how good of a driver you are, somehow you end up missing turn one. That's what I hear. Yeah, my cousins uh, never have good luck there by no? the looks of it. They always tend to crash, but oh, that might just be in the family. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think sunset would probably be pretty cool. I don't know. It just, it looks big and it looks nice to race, but yeah, I I've, I've made it up there a couple times to, to watch racing and it, it puts on some of some really good racing once it gets going. Yeah. I, I've, I've never been to Peterborough, but I've pretty much almost hit up every other asphalt track in Ontario. The only other asphalt track I've been to is Varney. I went the beginning of last season um, with a pure stock. Varney's fun. I don't think my Mustang would do pretty good there. I don't think so. I, honest. I'm going to be honest no. with you. I don't think so either. <laughs> I really don't think it would. <laughs> it's, it's a little too tight, I find. Yeah. It, it, it'd probably be too tight. And I feel like my car would have a lot of issues with the banking too. Yeah, the... I feel like the front wheel drive cars are able to drive better there than oh, a rear wheel drive car. Would. Yeah, just the way it's set up, it's meant for those front wheel drive cars. The yeah. rear wheel definitely are going to struggle a bit there. <laughs> for sure. Um, what is a, a, a car you would like to end up getting into? Um, I've always wanted to drive an Oscar hot rod. Those look fun. Yeah, I mean, I love old vehicles, so obviously I'm drawn to that division because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would be the only... I'm not, like, very ambitious in the fact of, like, 
driving other cars. Like I find late models scare me. <laughs> They're fast and big and yeah. they look a little scary. Can can I be honest with you? I find mini stocks to be actually scary. Okay, yeah, they, they really <laughs> are. They're just uh, kind of rough. <laughs> do you ever remember the 37 Reese's uh Reese I always called the Reese's car? Because it was uh, orange and yellow, like the Reese's Buttercup colors. It was a Volkswagen mm-hmm. Rabbit. Why? Well, I it sounds familiar, but I'm drawing a blank. It was a it was 37. That's all I can remember. It's 37 orange, and it was a VW Rabbit. And um, I was I was crewing for David Elliott at the time, and we were we were parked down in turn three, and I was standing in front of um, in front of our vehicle. Um, of our tow vehicle and this rat the, the rabbit climbed the wall and it oh was cu- it, oh yeah it sat on top of the wall and it was oh. coming straight at me oh oh yeah that's and, a little terrifying yeah that's why i say like i'm i was around late model since i started in racing uh crewing for for david elliott and that moment right there with that rabbit just kind of <laughs> it took out the turn ruined it a little bit. It took out the turn three light. <laughs> oh. And then like oh wow. It got like by me and like on on the like while it was still on the wall and then like dipped down. Oh. To be fair, that's I didn't terrifying. flinch. I didn't flinch. Oh. So that's impressive as well. I would have jumped. <laughs> I probably would have tripped and fell backwards, actually. But the, the problem was is we had people on either side of the front of the truck. I was standing dead center. Oh, of this really Dodge pickup truck, I had nowhere to go. <laughs> You're kind of stuck. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> it it was it my my buddy wasn't my buddy actually came and watched and he was in the grandstand side down in turn one, and I texted him I'm like, "Bud, did you see that?" And he goes, "Yeah, I bet you ran." I was like, "No, I was the only one that didn't run." <laughs> I wish I could find pictures of that. I can't remember the year of it now. But I feel oh, like that would be crazy. That would that would be if someone had pictures of that, that would be amazing to go back and see. Oh, probably. I, I just stood yeah. there and I was like, all right, if it's gonna hit me, it's gonna hit me. He just <laughs> accepted it. I, I accepted it. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna uh, happen. <laughs> like I'm not even afraid of walking through those pits and like getting hit by a car there. Like I'm not afraid to get yeah. hit by a car. I feel like I'm not either. Um, I'm also just very oblivious 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really smart of me, but. <laughs> to be fair, I, I feel like I'm the same as well. Like my, my girlfriend tells me like, are you ears just for decoration? Cause I, they'll be talking to have a whole ass conversation with me and I don't, I don't hear her. So <laughs> I zone out really easily. And like, if I get in the zone and like, I just, I'm thinking about something, don't talk to me because I'm not going to hear you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that's exactly what happens yeah be, like, you get f- thinking and then it's just gone yeah like I- i'd be working on something all of a sudden like well are you even listening to me? what <laughs> no i <laughs> wasn't sorry <laughs> I-, I was i was doing work <laughs> but yeah it's uh I-, I there's been uh I- that's why i say mini stocks scare me more is uh just because of that one incident with that rabbit c- climbing up that wall Honestly, I mean, I can't really say anything because I'm in the division, but like (laughs) 
from trying to put myself in like the outside shoes and watching that division yeah sometimes when obviously like my car is wrecked or something and I have to watch it's a pretty chaotic division especially when like all the cars are out like they were last year and like all the cars were out playing bro it's pretty chaotic and to be fair you got to remember last year too we had a lot of outsiders come in yeah whoever could you know punch their way into the race was, was there so we had guys who raced on set uh sobble uh, i think or I was, actually sobble doesn't have a mini stock class anymore um i think maybe even someone came from peterborough maybe but i don't know i think so but yeah like once you get all of them together it's you're looking at one of the best races in ontario though for mini stocks oh yeah i mean it's kind of hard sometimes like when i race like we race the same people every week on like a regular night so you figure those people out and how they drive and then you have nights like that where like everyone's there so there's all these newbies that you have no idea how they drive so you don't know how to work around them because I always like I'm five steps ahead 90% of the time I yeah. just I overthink everything and so I'm always five steps ahead and so when I see like a certain car in front of me, I'm like, oh, they're they usually do this or they usually drive like that. But when it's like an outsider, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how they drive. So I can't really think ahead. So I'm like, I guess I just hope I don't crash. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and I guess that's the same thing as like, like, and that's probably, you know, that, and that helps a lot too, is knowing who you're racing with and like, you can anticipate their actions yeah basically whereas like a, a someone an outsider comes in and you're like okay i gotta tiptoe around him because i'm not exactly sure how he's gonna race me yeah that was my first race last year um i missed the first race of 2020 because i wasn't planning on racing at all last year and then i ended up bringing my car out for the second and third race i think and then yeah. that was it but the second race that i was at flamborough and i brought my car I had some time trying to figure out different cars and like there's a lot more front wheel drive cars, which I always struggle working around yeah. just because like rear wheel drive cars have the weak spot. Like if you bump them in the back end in the corner, like they get loose, but like yeah. front wheel drive cars, if you do that, they just go faster. And so it's hard to find a weak spot on those ones when you're trying to get around them. And so it's just hard for me to figure cars out and I mean I'm still learning like I've only done this a few years and so still learning and but yeah it's, it's a challenge when there's other people from other tracks that come so talking about uh kind of get, getting someone in their loose spot what has been uh so kind of speaking of that like obviously like are you in favor of the bump and run as long as it's clean it depends okay um I guess it just more so depends on like the people that do it because like sometimes it's not just to get around you sometimes it's because there's like a tension between those two people yeah and so when it's like in that sense when there's kind of a rivalry rivalry between them I don't really enjoy it and I don't enjoy doing it myself either because I always feel bad if I wreck them by accident or anything so but if it's clean and you do it properly, then go for it because you it's talent to be able to do that and keep it clean. So, okay, because I'm I'm always a favor as long as you don't wreck them. Yeah, it's clean. Yeah, if, if, if it's you clean, bump them up a lane, it's talent. Yeah, and that that's that's my opinion on that one. Um, so kind of then kind of 
have you ever had rivalries then i've had a few okay you want to talk about them i want to kind of know um, <laughs> um i had one my rec year okay. it was kind of a messy one i'm gonna keep it anonymous though because i don't want to have any problems but it was a really messy one um it was on and off the track and over the years i've struggled with some guys just because some guys can't accept a girl racing um in 2019 i was introduced to another one that i've had a lot of trouble with um just for the fact that i don't think they can accept having a girl pass them or something and i've been told that from like other people and so i personally feel sometimes when i'm on the track and they see me they like personally like they purposely slow down Mm -hmm. to like block me and stuff and so it it started with a little incident where I accidentally bumped them in the middle of the corner because they like slammed on their brakes and I couldn't hit my brake fast enough yeah and so they've kind of just been after me since um but yeah I've I've struggled with a few like males obviously trying to be accepted into the sport and everything but other than that I've only had a couple and they typically like flatten out and figure themselves out and so far still just have one but hopefully that goes away soon that's good um you, i'm always a fan of rivalries just because <laughs> if if the tracks do it right they can also market it better no oh, yeah right it makes it interesting like uh oh what was it uh like think of nascar like i'm thinking uh Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, or um, yep. Brad Keselowski and uh, uh, Carl Edwards, when they oh. went on probation there, yeah, and like they were going back to Texas and then they were off probation. I was like, all right, gloves off. Like they, t- to me, if if there's a rivalry building in a in a division, doesn't matter to the division, I feel like the tracks and promoters should really be almost promoting it to kind of see what happens not really to like for you guys to like go at it but like just to kind of see what happens yeah like it creates the racing tension and it makes good racing it's just they got to make they got to keep it basically refereed properly kind of thing like um i find that sometimes they just don't make the calls for certain people and they'll make the calls for other people and sometimes within like rivalries um one person gets dinged a lot and then the other one doesn't get dinged by like officials and stuff so they just gotta keep it even but yeah it makes awesome racing it does for sure um so yeah it's rivalries you know they're those are like i said those are fun um yeah i kind of wish you kind of went a little bit more in depth about that because those are always fun to talk about i'm i'm a rivalry <laughs> guy i'm a guy like i've same thing at uh what i can't uh, what was the year again 2011 david ellie and sean chenoweth at flambro oh that was a there's a little not a rivalry per se but there was uh some on tracks in um altercation that kind of happened and those were that was a lot of fun to be around at the time but um but yeah it's just uh those are uh those are, those are kind of fun so being a woman in the sport of racing it it, it makes it a lot difficult for you guys um but at the same time i find it's really good for the sport. Yeah. Like it brings diversity. 
it brings diversity it brings uh uh a more set of eyeballs like there you're gonna have your skeptics like look look at all the ones who look at Danica Patrick and Natalie Decker and Haley Deegan and whenever I see I see a girl in the field I actually nine times out of ten I'll actually cheer for them more yeah because I want to see them do better I want to see them because I know there's going to be a guy in the field that's like oh there's a woman in the field I don't want her to so like I find myself end up cheering for you guys and watching you more because I want to see you guys do really well I want to see you guys succeed yeah it um it brings a lot of diversity and brings a lot more eyes to the track because there's it's always people I don't know they tend to magnetize themselves to like when it's something different so like it I mean going back in the day where women started working like it was always a big thing because women weren't supposed to work so it's like having girls in male sports in general so and to me it's it's realistically stock car racing is the ultimate equalizer yeah because it's not about a certain skill set it's about in all reality it's about your car and how you work it and how you can handle yeah. your car like it's not a i hate to say it it's not a dick measuring contest like <laughs> like that's like that's, that's a fair comment right like it's it's not it's it's and that and that's the thing is is a lot of guys think that way they think with that that it is one right yeah there's quite a few guys out there that i know that think it's all about who's big macho man and so and to me that really sorry go ahead (laughs) i was just gonna say really it's all about just the common sense yeah and you know i hope uh i I really hope that going forward it, it starts to get easier and that it kind of uh, lessens up to, I feel like, cause it's not, it's, we don't have five girls in a field each week. You know, yeah. we, we really have, uh, let's see. I, I think I can count maybe three girls that race at Flamborough, four, maybe. Yeah, three or four. Yeah. I was about to say, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, it's pretty low number. And it like you, ha- I think, um, Jillian Hills runs some mini stocks, but she's more or less pure stock. And then, mm-hmm. and then I think, uh, I think I want to say her name's Courtney Scott. I want to say that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Courtney. And then, and then really yourself and that's it. There's Megan Mitchell too. She's and Megan Mitchell. Correct. Yes. yes. So um, like, but other than that, I think it's just us four. Yeah. Like to me, it's uh, if, if more women got into, into the sport, it would it would open more eyes, right? Oh, there's Reese too. Right. I and forgot about that. Stock. Yeah. So we got four of them all racing pure stock, which is good for the class. Yeah, it's awesome. But I want to, I hopefully in the near future, we can actually start seeing those numbers start increasing up in other divisions as well, right? Yeah, I would love to have more women in racing. I mean, there's some women out there that can't be all gung-ho and girls stick together and girls support girls kind of thing. I've had trouble with that where they'll say that they're there for you, but once you start beating them, they're not. And so if they can keep it neutral and support them, whether they're beating you or not, then it'd be awesome because it'd be nice to have 
others that can relate to the struggle of trying to fit in and be accepted by the guys. I, I think that's just more or less, uh, that can almost be translated into almost a general s- statement really across, yeah, across all, all classes, right. Where, um, where someone can come in and start racing and, and not be about their gender or their color, or their skin. Right. Yeah. So I, I kind of hope uh, we, like I said, I kind of hope we get to a point where it's just natural. Right. Yeah, where it's like, it's oh, sweet. Like, oh, so-and-so's here. Oh, cool. Like. I mean, that, you're always going to have the individual that can't accept it, but it, you can't get away from that. No. And, and the best thing you can really do is just try and tune, tune it out. Right. Yeah. Um, or just make the best of it and don't let it eat at you, which I do. So. <laughs> yeah. Um I also so one other thing I would kind of want to briefly talk about here is I see you uh, like to end up being on TikTok here. <laughs> yeah. Do you like? I have some fun. Yeah, it looks like it is a lot of fun doing that. I I I, I dabble watching some things and posting some things. So. I mainly do a lot of them with my cousin Lexi. Yeah. Um, whenever we hang out, we do stupid things. So. <laughs> We have some fun, but I've I've watched those ones, the ones in the mirror there with the the skirt. <laughs> I've watched, not gonna lie, like I saw that the one time, and I ended up actually going to your page. I cl- purposely clicked on that one, and like <laughs> watched it like three times because I find it the funniest <laughs> one out there. Yeah, it's no great. lie, that is the fu- like to me that is the funniest one out there. <laughs> the blooper uh, reel of it's even better. That is too. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched that a couple times as well. Um, she knocks me on my butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're a dancer as well, right? I used to be. I I competitively danced since I was four. What was your um, discipline? I started out doing everything. Okay. Um basically, yeah, I did almost everything and near the end of it, I ended up just doing jazz, tap, and contemporary. Okay um yeah I danced till I was 16 okay those that and you know that's that's really good to help stay in shape and to and that can help bond as well right yeah it was nice I mean it kind of sucked because I danced at my aunt's studio like Hudson and Carson's mom's studio so it's in Hamilton and I lived just like outside of Brantford so I couldn't really bond too much outside of dance with the girls just because it's so far away but yeah. When I was there, it's a second family. It was one of the best experiences I had, definitely. Now, you said it was competitively, correct? Yeah. So you also you all, you went to like um, uh, sh- I was I guess there's shows, or yeah, like tournaments or something. Yeah, competitions. Thank you. How <laughs> well, how well did you typically do in those? Um, it depended on the dance, and it also like depended on the competition because sometimes there's really good dance studios there that we all know that we're not going to do too well against and then sometimes it's all pretty even so okay it just it mainly depended and overall we did pretty good nice. we're a pretty good studio that's good do you kind of miss doing it like do you still do a little dancing when you're not when no one's <laughs> watching kind of thing <laughs> um i did really miss it cuz i was forced to quit um when i was 16 how come you were forced? Um, had, I'm just curious. I had hip surgery. Oh, okay. Um, so 
between the winter of 2016 and 2017 was the last time I was able to dance. And then in December of 2017, I had my hip surgery. Okay. Um, I tore the labrum tissue inside my hip joint. And so they had to go in and staple it back together. So I was out of commission for about a month and then I was stuck on crutches for a bit. So that was horrible. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, so I had to quit because of that. And then I actually, during my second year of university, I joined my dance team. So last year I joined my school's dance team. Nice. So I really missed it a lot. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to try out. And it worked out really well. So you just said you're in university. What are you in university for? I'm studying criminology. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, yep. Okay. I'm not going to, uh, I'll make sure to stay on your good side. Not to brag. I've had a whole class on serial, serial oh, killers. Boy. So. <laughs> okay. So I, weird question. I know it's going to be weird. Who's your favorite serial, serial killer? Ted Bundy. Oh, of course. Hands down. Why? <laughs> His I'm just curious. Actions. He was so brilliant. Like, if you really think about it, he was brilliant. He never kept it too similar. So they could never catch him. And he went after a few girls that he would murder, he would go to a different state. So and back then obviously the states never really communicated, so they can't talk to each other about having these similarities between their murder cases and so he would get away so easily and him he himself was a brilliant person too like he was very smart and so he volunteered with the police station and so it made him the least susceptible suspect and so yeah he was just brilliant and the factor and I mean he got sloppy and so yeah but yeah Okay, that's actually pretty that's actually pretty cool. Where do you see yourself going with that? Um originally I went into the program to be police officer. Okay. Um, but I changed my mind after that. Um right now I'm pretty undecided on what I want to do. I know I wanna be part of like the government and stuff. Um I really like investigation stuff, but okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if I have to do another post-grad course or what to kind of narrow it down, but I'm still figuring it out. Hey, you got some time. You're still young, right? So Yeah. <laughs> I I always keep joking saying that I'm too old to go back to school. I'm only 28, so I always keep saying <laughs> I keep joking. I I'm I'm a dad to two kids, so like I can't I always joke and just be like, "Oh, I can't go back to ki- I can't go back. I got kids," right? So Hey, there's girls that I had classes with that had kids. I, that's not a good reason i i know it's not but like <laughs> i i trust me i've tried i've used that excuse multiple times and I'm, <laughs> I I'm just, you have. <laughs> i've been using that excuse since i was about 21 so <laughs> I, I so it's been it's i've been using that for about solid seven years now so i can't uh i don't know i can't I just, give it up now i you know what i think i found somewhat of a calling with with doing this podcast a little bit and trying to do the media stuff that I have been doing with the CVMs and plus my own Jomo media stuff. So it's, oh, 100%. Uh, it, I kind of hope this, uh, all this stuff kind of takes off in the next couple of years or else I'm kind of be uh, a little upset about that, but if it doesn't, it doesn't, it's uh, it'll be a learning experience for me and it'll, and it'll give me some sort of experience. Right. Yeah. Sometimes school is overrated. You don't always need to do it. 
Exactly. That's another point I have. I hate school. <laughs> I, I yeah, went to, I, I'm not a big fan of school. I, I tried to go back to a like a private college uh, a few years ago and it went over terribly. 10 months, <laughs> wasted money, wasted like I could have had another oh, job and been fine. And like, yeah, and, yeah. I, I just like, I, I was like, I never again, like just because that t- those 10 months, and I was like, you know what, never again am I going to do this. So sometimes it's better just to get right into a job than or trades. Trades are awesome. My dad's a contractor, so exactly. Like I tried to do the trades. I have I, I like working on cars. I have I've missed working on cars. Mm-hmm. Um but the past, you know, couple of years here with uh you know, with I, I used to actually crew for Michael Kenny there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year there. Uh, he when he racked at Flamborough on opening night, mm-hmm. I was there. I our seats to that. Yeah, that was not a fun one, eh? No, I was scared that I was gonna get involved oh. pretty quickly. Yeah, I was like right there, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I uh, I I ran from turn three to turn to down to where he where he stopped, and like after that night, I like I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm done coming. To I'm the, the one racing. that made him go to the hospital. Thank you you're welcome really? thank you <laughs> he knew i would kick his butt if he didn't so I, he i would kick me. his ass too so i kept telling him yeah. to go to the hospital too like um and then i tried to go back again last year with him and you know just something happened i was like you know what? i can't i i can't be around almost drivers anymore yeah like i i've i've been around Late models, super stocks, and mini stocks, and pure stocks, and CVMs, and I, I think I found a home with the with doing this media stuff and being on this, being on the clean side of uh, yeah, of the motorsports community, you know. No problems. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I love to get dirty working on cars. Those are that is. Uh, oh yeah. I, I there's days where I'm just like I just want to be elbow elbows el- uh, elbows deep in a motor, in a. Uh, in a hood opening and just going away at a motor, just trying to either remove it or work, tinker with something, you know? So that's, uh, I miss them sometimes, but most times I'm just like, uh, I, I prefer doing this. So <laughs> if you asked me 10 years ago, if I'd be driving a race car or working on cars or even being involved in cars, I would laugh at you. <laughs> I would think no way in hell I'm going to be, working on race cars getting greasy and doing that i'd be dealing with horses or dancing but here i am i enjoy it it's fun i was about to say and you're killing it too so (laughs) thank you um yeah it's you know what same thing like i I, if you if you asked me 10 years ago if i was going to be doing some like this if i'd be sitting here doing a podcast i'd be like you're nuts (laughs) yeah but again here i am i'm i feel like i'm doing a half decent job with it so you are. I love listening to the episodes. Awesome. Hey, are you? Do you listen to all of them? I have been. I've been trying to catch up. I got a little behind, but <laughs> I know I, I'm slacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you don't have to wait long for this one to drop because this one actually comes out Wednesday. Oh, perfect. So you don't have long to listen to yourself. Yeah, I know. I get to sit there listening to my own voice, which I hear enough of daily. <laughs> not gonna lie i don't even listen to my own episodes anymore i just go to spotify and i hit mark has played because <laughs> yeah. i hate, i i feel like i have a very annoying voice 
I hate my voice over video or anything too. I feel like it just gets a little higher and it's just, I'm like, no, stop. Don't talk. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to try to force a deeper voice to help. Yeah. Like, or else I get too excited. I feel that. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I feel that. You know, like, you know when Dale Jr. gets too high when he's talking in the booth for a NASCAR race? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I get to when I sometimes when I get too excited. I end up starting like, oh my God. Ah! <laughs> like, so you like, just get I, going and like the adrenaline hits and you yeah. just want to talk and talk and like it, it's exactly. hard not to. To be fair, I love to throw my voice. <laughs> I've done it. I've done it. And it's funny. I've done it actually at a, a Harvey's in Kitchener. No, really? You, you ever heard of Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy, the comedian? No, I haven't. Okay, so he's a big Mexican dude. <laughs> okay. And he throws his voice. And, like, if you have it, like, I suggest checking it out. It's hysterical. Um, oh, I definitely will. He, uh, he, he does this one about throwing a voice when he goes, like, McDonald's or Krispy Kreme or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I got to try that. So like I walked, I I shut my truck off because it was a uh, Harvey's I typically went to because I worked at that one. I shut my truck off because it was stupid loud. <laughs> and I rolled <laughs> up and they're like, welcome to Harvey's, how may I help you? And I ended up going, yes, can I get a crispy chicken on multigrain, please? <laughs> I finished ordering, I rolled to the window and I sat in my truck. I, I Again, I shut the truck off, put it in park and I looked over. And no one was in the front of the restaurant. <laughs> and I'm like, I ordered a chocolate shake because I made sure like I threw like extra wording in there too. Yeah. I was like, mm, I shouldn't, but I'm going to. Can I get a large chocolate shake, please? I'm so bad. <laughs> Pretty much, like that's what I did. <laughs> and then I knew, so I knew someone was going to have to come out to the front line. And I was waiting for them to see me. And... <laughs> the manager at the time walks out she doesn't even look at first and then she grabs the cup and then like peeks over then looks again she's like oh here's it's just john <laughs> i heard it through the closed it like all the way across the restaurant through the closed door. Oh. Like, and i'm sitting there busting my ass laughing and then she comes over and she's just like you made him like in a fetal position back there and i'm like good <laughs> that was the point that was the point i wanted to act as like uh, uh almost like as super gay as possible and just yeah <laughs> and you know there's times where like i freak people out because i'll just like they'll they'll call me i'm like hi yes can i you know what's going on yeah this is john yeah what can i do for you you know it's uh <laughs> that's not as good as i used to do but i also don't want to go too loud with that it's more of an outside voice than an inside voice so <laughs> that's fair yeah uh you know if you hear that though i'm messing with someone so all right i'll keep that in mind if i yeah. hear that voice um <laughs> you know what uh we've spent about an hour talking i know you had a long day working <laughs> i did so how about we end this conversation for the night okay all right i want to thank you for coming on spending the last hour chatting with me it was a pleasure getting to know you Hopefully, I get to see you at Flamborough sometime this summer. Oh, hopefully. And, and if you see me, don't be afraid. Don't be a stranger and come up and say hi. I will. I'll <laughs> say hi. All right. Now that I've spoken to you. And you can have a kind of an idea of what I look like. I'm just a big guy. With a, <laughs> I have a big probably Jomo Media shirt on or a True North Racing podcast say, shirt on. I think on. your uh, 
merchandise is gonna give it away i think so too eh <laughs> maybe just a little bit just a little bit i also got hats coming just- out so oh there you go i'm not gonna miss you at all exactly like how and i got a mask <laughs> too so for there's masks Perfect. i'm like decked out like the only thing i need is pants yeah if you get the <laughs> pants you need shoes too you know what i could probably get my friend to make up a sticker for my shoes there you go if so, you get that done then you will be decked out and no one can say who are you <laughs> exactly right <laughs> but i think i think with the cvms i should be wearing my cvm gear yeah maybe. yeah yeah, so that might be more appropriate. You at least see a Jomo Media sweater T-shirt, or you'll see a, a Young Drivers Can Even Just Modifieds T-shirt. Yeah, well, you won't miss me with my bright red hair. So no, no, I, 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 I can see you halfway across the pit. So yeah, or just the resting bitch face that I apparently have. So <laughs> you have a resting bitch face? I've never seen that. I don't know if it's sarcasm or not. No, no, it's not oh me sarcasm never (laughs) i feel that (laughs) me never (laughs) it's like a second language for me yeah exactly right there's so many times i I just uh, pull it off yep sorry i I can't have resting bitch face oh well i haven't seen it for the last (laughs) hour so (laughs) well i've been laughing it's kind of hard to have resting bitch face and laughing that's true especially if you're doing an interview you don't want to have a resting bitch face exactly and so, if you're laughing and having resting bitch face then i think you're a little crazy that's i feel like that's almost like a serial killer thing yes <laughs> it is there you go <laughs> is there anyone you want to thank for uh your your uh for racing uh i'd like to start out with my dad and his company because that's how it all started and um, I'd like to thank my big sponsor that I brought on last season, Dairy Queen Brantford. Um, I tagged them on beginning of 2020 season. Um, it's been a fun experience having a new big sponsor that's designed the car. Um, I'd like to thank Canesville Tire Discounter. They helped me with tire changes and everything. Um, Total Office Furnishings, Jacosta Designs with the beautiful wraps um bayless printing who always print off beautiful hero cards for me and georgetown printing for john and everything he's done for me but yeah i'd like to thank all my sponsors and if i'm missing some i'm very forgetful but yeah i'd thank all of them for all their support constantly and it's really nice having people backing me for my racing career awesome that's perfect all right caitlin well it was fun chatting with you you have yourself a good night for having me on We'll have to uh, talk again soon, okay? Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. No problem. Have yourself a great night now, eh? You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Once again, that was uh, driver number 45 mini stock. That was Caitlin Walls. We want to thank Caitlin for joining us this week as it was a pleasure chatting with her and getting to know her for the last little bit. Um, this week on the program, uh, or sorry, next week on the program, we'll have the driver of the number 79 Thunderstock. We will have Chris Hill join us. So hopefully uh, you guys tune back again next week. Uh, as always, guys, if you guys got questions for any of our guests that you know is coming on, uh, feel free to drop them. Uh, make sure you guys get it in on our social medias, at Jomo Media, um, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, also, once again, we have merch. We have True North Racing Podcast uh, apparel, and we have Jomo Media apparel. Links are in bio on Instagram. 
uh, links have been posted on Facebook. So guys, go ahead, check them out, get yourself a little something, and support the Jomo Media brand. Uh, once again, we want to thank Jared Morphy for joining the Jomo Media team in 2021. Um, yeah, guys, uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to a strong racing year. We had Flambro drop a schedule last week, so that uh, my see my schedule's looking to. Um, I'm getting my schedule figured out for the CVMs for 2021 here. Um, so if you guys see me at a track or want me to go check out a track, hit me up. Let me know. Um, I'll do my best to make it out there, guys. Um, once again, my name is John Morrison, and you guys are listening to the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media Promotions. Guys, we will see you all next week. <laughs>